Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not the crash is talking to me? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Welcome back, mate. You feeling better? Man, I'm feeling much better. And what a I'll I'll never stop again. I'll get a hole in the throat and talk with one of those microphones like a Duryad before I have time off to let you just go fucking unedited solo intro. <laughs> just empty out a bick like what's <laughs> in your future. <laughs> Man, I'm feeling much better. Had another coronavirus test, back's all better. Yeah, nice. Oh, that's good. And you're back doing gigs. Man, back. Back doing gigs. Queensland's open, baby. Although they act like it's not, but it really is. It's fine. I've been getting some Nick Cody leftovers, which has always been a fucking bad time. What do you mean? Uh, Well, I haven't been getting them. Got offered uh, an audition. They said, oh, we really want Nick Cody, of course, obviously, but uh, he's unavailable. Uh, So we'll settle for his older, shittier friend. Um Come in and audition. They, like, they, no. spoke, they spoke to our agent and they said, you know who you can have? Your mate. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah. They convinced and I get a call going, oh, we've convinced some people to waste half your day by going in and fucking just making an asshole out of yourself in front of them. Casting agents suggest they do that for fun. I'll take half a day off work just to get told. I'll say it again, but funnier. And they, and they always dangle cash. Like, do you want $100,000? Like, oh, yeah, I reckon I could use that. I mean, obviously, I never get the fucking role. I went for one once. I saw the ad. Like, I didn't... I, I don't do it anymore. I don't go to auditions. But I I took a day off work, went down there, just got made a fuckwit out of. And I saw the ad a few months later. And the role I was going to hypothetically play was being played by a black woman in her 50s. Yeah. So, makes you think. <laughs> what the fuck was I doing there? Mate, just a waste you. of my time. Well, I'll tell you who hasn't been wasting his time. One, Nick Cody, and I don't want you to waste your voice so you come out the same situation I was in, sick the other week, not being able to talk. So any time in the future you you say something like that, you don't have to end it because you know what's in the toy now? What? Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> it's ordered, mate. So you can just say, you know who played me? A black woman. Makes you think, doesn't it? There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking auditions are some of the... I don't know. I know you don't do them, but I, I just sort of like everything in life. Oh, yeah. I mean, difference is that when I tell people to fuck off, they fuck off. You do it, and they go, "Oh, he's playing hard to get. Let's uh, <laughs> offer him more money. We need the 
the man of the moment, Australia's larrikin. Let's get him. Like everything in life, you go in there with a positive can-do attitude and some high hopes for your future prospects and fucking come out with two clenched fists. <laughs> it's a standard fucking day. You're back where you started. Mate, um, I'd, uh, I do want to show you something as well that may make you angry because last week, of course, you got to do the intro all by yourself and um, it was fucking brutal. It was very funny, but it was brutal. And there were a lot of messages from listeners going, fucking hell. Good work, Heggy. Oh, really? really laying the boots in while Cody's off. Um, yeah. Which is fantastic. Kick a man while he's down. Yeah. you got to kick a man while he's down and call your mate over to kick him as well. You know? Yeah. You know what's better than one foot to the ribs? Four. Just get in. <laughs> Somebody do the back of his head. Uh, <laughs> but during the um, during the edit, that's my favourite bit because that's when I can get you back. And I found this little gem, Heggy. Claire Irby's gift to her husband, Graham, was a knee to the balls. Ruined Christmas. I just found that very funny. Just a little slip up at the end there. Ruin Christmas. Little ruin Christmas. A- <laughs> ruin Christmas. Tough man, Luke Heggie. That is a with his little lift. Well, that ruin Christmas. <laughs> well, difference is you've been a fucking weak loser, and I you're, and you're just trying to bully me for my speech impediment. I would have rather had the week off than said ruin Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's forever now. Ruin Christmas. That is that's a that's a tongue twister. That's easy to spurn. Well, ruined Christmas. Yes, it's actually absolutely. not. Look if you enunciate clearly. words, it's all right. Well, yeah, I'm in a hurry though to get some words in while you're fucking yelling over the top of me. Got to get it all out before I yell Queenslander as I'm. Yeah, <laughs> the, the cops check on me every hour. Check with the neighbours, make sure I've yelled it out five to ten times. All right, so um, you've obviously set the fucking tone, thinking that uh, it's on. I'm gonna have to learn how to edit. Mate, I've got. I'll bring one of my stumbles next week. My oh, right, my eh? favorite yeah. my favorite stumble of all time was in a televised stand up spot. Oh, did they? Um, oh, they didn't edit it, make you look better. They just left it in. No, well, it was hard because it was in the tag of a joke that it ah. got, and um, it was great because I was making fun of somebody that had had a stroke. So ruined Christmas, you know. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> It was a a TV spot. Arguably, the stakes are a bit higher than some sad little fucking podcast that bedroom dwellers are listening into, (laughs) probably not, probably skipping over the Christmas aspect of that whole episode. Mate, Um, I'm I'm trying to be one of the listeners. I'm recording this in my bedroom. Makes you think, doesn't it? Fuck, that that board is going to start smoking in a minute, mate. Better take it easy. Um, Being a clear herby. RSI, I'm going to have a fucking rollerblading. I'm going to have a rollerblade wrist guard on. <laughs> Why do they call a rollerblade wrist? No, no, no. Just any time you see someone in an office that's like, I've got, is it RSI when they've been typing too much? Yeah, yeah. Which is repetitive just, strain. Just fucking, just quit. Just quit life. If your hands yeah. hurt from typing, um, <laughs> and believe, I'm, I'm not, get, I'm not acting like I'm some fucking builder, all right. But c- clearly, I'm not. But fuck me, to hurt your hands from typing. But they've always got the little wrist guards, and it looks like when kids oh, get rollerblades yeah, roll- for the first time yeah. and they get thirty six bits of safety equipment, yeah, bits of Kevlar and shit all over their wrists. Not my kids. No, um, fuck no. I saw you once <laughs> talk about bloody good parenting. Your yeah. da- that um the like flying fox near your joint, yeah. And your daughter must have been four or five, I reckon. And it was one of those yeah. ones you sort of give them a push and they slowly slide down the flying fox. But you'd oh, yeah. you'd almost run backwards with her, hold her above your head, 
and fucking throw it as hard as you could. Conor McGregor with the dolly at the bus. You go that level of force oh, yeah. and she would fang down the thing. And other parents yeah. would be a bit, oh. Oh, oh man, no. sometimes she'd go over the wire, like flick right away over the wire. Yeah, Pete, I used to get yelled at a bit for that. I'd end up face down. Like yeah. she'd go, just make me do it faster. I'd be like running for four or five metres and flicking her and just fall over. That's how hard <laughs> I was trying. Got to teach her about effort. And fucking holding on. Just a fucking hot December day. I'm sweating from a hangover. You're telling a kid with tiny little slippery hands to fucking hang on to this thing as you <laughs> fang it full speed across the park. And you'd hate for your kid to fall off a flying fox at that time of year because... Ruin Christmas. <laughs> I just get I just, just get her to put her fingers in the in the chain, like through the... Because her fingers are small. I can put them... Never fall off if you've got your fingers wrapped in that. <laughs> Well, we better kick on, mate. Yeah, this week's an absolute belter because this week there's no articles. There's just one YouTube video. And again, I don't know how you found this. I reckon it may be just based on your prior searches over the last few months. Yeah, over there popped at, up. Over there at YouTube, they're like, we know exactly what you're fucking after. How good are algorithms? My computer opened itself and just started <laughs> playing it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Cool. <laughs> This is quite, and the audio for this too. There's a lot of audio. You said don't push the, um, don't push too many buttons. It's going to start smoking. This is definitely a record today. This episode has got the record for sound clips in there because it's a what, a just over ten minute video. Yeah, it's a very, very well shot video that goes for over ten minutes on YouTube. It's good viewing. It's steady, well framed, and it's got, it's got to be on a tripod of some description. And the um. The camera operator director just remains true to his craft and, and doesn't doesn't utter a peep even when confronted by the protagonist. He, did, he also, one thing he didn't do, which annoyed me, he didn't reply once to the comments on his YouTube video, despite many of the over 2.5K comments asking questions about the lead-up to the film, the origin story. <laughs> didn't get an answer. Oh, and this person's just put it up and left. Pretty much, yeah. Didn't reply once. Everyone's like, what happened? How'd it happen? What happened? How'd it happen? This guy looks like Gru from fucking, um, you know, Minions. This guy looks like Gru from Minions. What happened? And it was that for two and a half thousand comments, pretty much. I, I mean, I watched this timeless piece many times, and I, I really thought we'd be faced with another unknown soldier situation, which is quite pertinent being Anzac Day and all, April 25, 2019. Yeah, that's but, not um, but no, it shouldn't. But there's there's no news story about it, like you say. It's testament to how much air rage there is in America. Didn't even make the fucking news. Like on a slow news day. You'd hear all about that on a slow news day. There's not a trace here. Here's something that's always always managed to irk me. And this this guy's um he's Polish, and that's what not what irks me, obviously. But the, he's someone who's been teaching English as a second language has told everyone at some stage that we all say my friend at the end of a lot of sentences. I've never heard it from a native English speaker unless they're imitating a foreigner in a racist fashion. My friend really pisses me off, and it's not their fault, but whoever's teaching that, fucking stop doing it. You don't have to point out that you're a good bloke, and you don't have to point out that you're my friend. I'll figure it out, whether or not those things are true. <laughs> um, he does seem drunk, this guy, but you can never tell with Eastern Europeans. He, um, I, had to, I had to get help from a Polish friend regarding yeah. the pronunciation, because he yeah. said his name, and it's Marius Boron. It's Marius with a Z on the end. I wouldn't have thought to do that, but that's just one of many examples of my ignorance. But um, he's a Polish guy who lives in Brooklyn. I found him, and he's he's single, 
and there's not much more information about him. His Facebook shows that he's a big fan of Fight Club and that he's fashioned his look on Ed Norton circa American History X. Oh, perfect. So all round good bloke. <laughs> oh man. During during the course of the video, which has been in the lab for over two weeks now, he covers quite a lot. He's plugging his businesses, which are varied, quite a pivoter. When there's obviously something big about to happen. Like you know he knows that something big's gonna happen quite soon. That's why it's being filmed. In this case, he's clearly gonna get arrested. I've always loved that lunatics can just remove themselves from a situation. They're either simpletons or psychopaths. Like it's always been one of my favourite things, like a tension-breaking joke in the middle of a murder trial. Yep. Fucking superb. He also, oh. uh, towards the end of the video, and we'll get to these audio clips soon, um, just pretends like he's not a part of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I love so much about it. I can... For the, for the person filming, though, that's what I mean. He still brings... This guy brings over 10 minutes of fucking air rage gold. So you can only imagine what it took for the person that filmed this bloke to get the phone out and go, hold this steady, it's going to be good. There could be a missing 10, 20 minutes of snide remarks. Fuck you, buddy. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's missed. He's clearly missed the best part, but I don't mind that. It's still really good. It's there's really good ve- stuff. There's some very good bits. He opens, well, the opening spiel in the video, um, gets, he gets off to a very good start. And do not tell me what to do. This is a free country, so fuck off. Man, again, whoever's told him about my friend has also given him some dodgy uh, legal tips about the US. Man, I think you can just be magging on board a plane. They'll let you go. It's a free country. Oh, man. Yeah. The the sort of... The oft-repeated knowledge of his rights is pretty... That's one of the most attractive prospects. But then most people living in America are very, very aware of their rights. You say good morning to one of them, often they'll just say that back to you. (laughs) They fucking love their rights. That's something I... one of the many things that we all know about Americans, they fucking love their rights. But uh, he particularly does because he says he's a lawyer. Um, oh, man. And I have my well, doubts. We'll, we'll get to this. That's not his only job. He also said this. Me, myself, and only me. Three of us. I'm a comedian. <laughs> yes. Well, they should have just let it go right there, shouldn't they? Um, <laughs> he does get a laugh, and that's very early into the thing where he drops, I'm a comedian. He actually, what does he say? Me, myself, and I, the three of us. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> do, the passengers around him are like, fucking this guy's all right, and he knows it. I'm a comedian. This guy, like Marius Boron, right, I've you know, found the dude, and he's, he's, um, he did get abused a little bit on Facebook, and his reply to the Polish people saying he's an embarrassment to the rest of them was I only saw one thing that he's ever written and it said, you don't know the whole story behind that. Besides, with all due respect, you don't seem to understand the power of, in inverted commas, bad publicity in today's world. Whatever worked for me might not work for you at all. Sincerely, MB. So, I don't know what's going on there. I think he's a all, all publicity's good publicity type. During, like, during the plane video too, there's so much there. It's, um, Marius plugs Carolina Baran. No relation. It's a slightly different uh, spelling of the surname. A young Polish jazz singer who he'd like to be with. And he also says, like, and she's very young, by the by. Uh, yeah. At this stage, she was 17 years old when he's saying that in 2019. Um, 
He also says people should look him up online. Oh, mate. he said his name. Mate, I've, I've got it here. Oh, yeah? Here we go. Go on. Hi, my name is... My real name is Marius Buron. And check my Facebook site. I make covers. Lately, I made Metallica cover. Pearl Jam. This girl, my friend, that I wish I was with her beautiful. Yeah. That's her. Uh, 17. Just halfway through and, um, plugging the songs that he likes to play. It's like, by the way, this chick, I would. Oh, yeah. It's the weird plug, yeah. isn't it? It's incredibly weird. It gets weird <laughs> later, too, when, when you dig further into it. It's really strange because he, hey guys, I, he says I, he... I've got a gig coming up in Brisbane on Thursday night, another one on Saturday night. By the way, Rachel McAdams is fucking hot. Yeah. The end. <laughs> I, um, he's he's quite elusive online, this guy, for someone who loves publicity and wants you to look him up. There's not a lot to him. I found one interesting character in Marius's life, and this could explain a little bit. Basim Yakubov, uh, in high school, I used to kick his ass twice a week. So one of Marius's schoolmates has piped up with that. <laughs> and uh, he was slightly easier to find, true to form for a former schoolyard bully. Oh, of course. Basim is... What a... What a- just glory days attitude this guy's got to being a shit bloke. Well, it's great. I remember that. Year 10, <laughs> that fucking loser. Used to bash him at the lockers, chase him home from yeah. school. That's great. Guess what Basim Yakubov's job is now? I'll give you one guess what his, well, he could have a couple, but what his job is now in San Rafael, California. I'm going to say something in in law or real estate. Nah, neither. He's actually a door-to-door limousine driver. Even better. Man, you, you partake in limousines from time to time, don't you? Fuck off. Limos? When would I have been in a limo? I thought that was your thing. <laughs> have a big win down at the down at the dog track. Grab yourself a stretch hammer. No, you're for the Hopper's Crossing limo, which is uh, the Holden Statesman. Um, oh, right. Club now, Sport. What's the HSV model of the... St- is it the Caprice? Caprice is the... Uh, that's the saloon model of the... of the. Yeah, I think so. Holden Caprice. That's yeah. the one you see limos. Yeah. They're, yeah, that's, that's um, a Western Suburbs limo. Oh, one, one time, right? One of my brothers got married at the Gold Coast, obviously. <laughs> and um, Your he, mate... <laughs> He, uh, he, hired, he hired a limo for the bridal party to arrive and go and get photos and stuff. And so he's ringing up to try and get one, just a caprice or something. Do you reckon, sorry, think, just quickly, do you reckon the Gold Coast, like the city planner, they've had to design streets for the sheer amount of limos, like stretch limos? There's like a, only a certain amount of roundabouts and... Oh, for sure. You get to a, <laughs> you get to the, to go to cross the road in, near Cavill Avenue there and... um. You're standing right next to the pole, and you go, "There's no gutter. It's right on the- It's because the limos have just sort of cut it off. <laughs> they had to get they corner quite wide, and uh, <laughs> the gutters are all just flat. That plus mobility scooters, you need a lot of flat sort of areas. There's no no big drop offs. Um, so so he's sort of he's ringing up trying to get one at the Goldie uh, a limo, and the guy goes, he's he's trying to upsell him on the phone. He said, "Oh, so you want to stretch?" My brother goes, nah, just a just a regular size car, thanks. I don't really like stretch limos. I find them a bit tacky. The bloke on the phone 
said, and I quote, oh, fucking bullshit, mate. Not the way mine are decked out. That's what he <laughs> said straight back. Like standard Gold Coast business practice <laughs> to swear at someone during the first interaction, build a relationship. <laughs> also, I can fucking almost guarantee, having never seen this man's limos, there's nothing that's been described as decked out has ever been classy. Oh, yeah. It's strip lighting. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me this fucking flamingo pink isn't classy, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is, what what has happened there? The fl- oh. that fluoro pink hummer stretch limo. Who knew? Who oh. knew that there was such a market for that? I don't know, man. I've been in a I've been in a stretch hummer once. Have you ever been in one? No. If you die before me, I know what you're leaving in. <laughs> Dig a massive hole. I need to get buried inside a stretch hummer. Just drive it out into the ocean at the goalie. Oh, yeah. And all the surfers gather around in a circle and chuck their Hawaiian lays out at you. Shit, the hummer's just bubbling. So, Marius, Roy, he keeps mentioning, he, he keeps, through this video, he keeps mentioning the Chinese guy who got dragged off a plane in 2017, the doctor, no less. But even that, even that sparked a debate, a debate among some internet pundits as to whether or not this guy was a qualified doctor. Well, hey, this, this, sorry, just to chip in with a little bit of audio here, this was actually a key part of this guy's fight strategy. And I just buckle myself. I'm not going to make it easy for them. They will have to drag me out of this. And this is the best. That's what smart people do. The Chinese guy was very smart. I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's sort of, this is, Marius has done the buckle up real tight. Like he's done it yeah. just in case the filth don't know how buckles work. Yeah. They go, oh, that, that's too tight. We can't just lift up the little silver bit. Where It's, it's harder than that because he's done it really tight across his waist. And this, Unbelievable. this strategy is almost to camera. It's a bit like a UFC fighter when they do the little promos before the fight. I'm going to take him down, use my wrestling to tire him out. Then use jujitsu to put him to sleep. He's very excited oh, right. to like. I'm going to buckle in. I'm very smart. You know, they're not prepared. It's like a like a pool shark calling his shots, or Mike Tyson <laughs> saying he's going to eat someone's kids, and then going and doing it. Well, that's even more impressive than it would have been anyway. Um, but this, I don't know. The, the the doctor one. He he was a doctor, and he was actually Vietnamese American, and um. Yeah, this was quite well documented on amateur video. He um, had patience the next day, so he didn't give up his seat for deadheading pilots. Some of your mates, you remember this a couple of years ago, yeah. 2017. Um, you, was that US? US Airlines? Yeah, it was, US. It was yeah. Uh, United Airlines. Yeah, United Airlines. He, yeah. Um, and this is he reached a confidential settlement. This doctor, but some internet dwellers that I've come across are speculating it's around the 140 million mark, oh. which is 190 Australian. If you want to know. Um, <laughs> I heard that and thought, man, goodness, I, I would get a tooth punched out and my nose broken for way less. In fact, I fucking have um, <laughs> paid them. But um, 140 that, mil. Do you reckon you do that know. next time? They're like, hey, sorry, the thing's full. I'm. That does take a special kind of person to just go, no, I'm going to ride this one out, you know? Yeah, And then does. again, it, think- it becomes gambling. It's like, hey, whoever hops off the plane will give you a $20 food voucher. You go, nah. Hold out. Gamble that. Yeah, wait. Wait. Yeah, double it. <laughs> We're going to give you a free night to com and $50. Hold. 
Hold. <laughs> Do not budge. Okay. Yeah. Sir, the cops Actually. are coming on to physically remove you. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> You're beauty. Oh, man. Um, this Inevitably, you come unstuck when you're going for it. I think you got to do it, you know, subconsciously. Marius has seen that guy and thought, oh, I'll get a bit of that action. Thanks very much. But uh, didn't work out. D- Dayo, Dr. David Dayo, has, uh, he's embraced victimhood slash heroism quite thoroughly, though. And I don't. I don't sympathise with officialdom, obviously, but 69-year-old Dayo did say through his lawyers at the settlement hearing that the incident was, here's a quiz, the incident was more horrifying than what, do you reckon? Uh, how old is he? 69. 69? Yep. Vietnamese-American, more harrowing. Yeah. Born in Vietnam? Yep. The war. You're getting warm. Pretty much. It was more more horrifying than the fall of Saigon. Oh. That is that's gotta be where that one forty million came from. They're like, I'm gonna give him a million, but what? It was worse than that. That was awful. All right. Bump it up another hundred and thirty nine mil. Um so on the on, on Marius's plane, right, some officials came along and I freeze framed a bit of this because I thought I saw a taser in a bloke's hand. I yep. thought, oh hot hot diggity. This is we're on here. But it was actually one of those oversized phones. So he's um that's when he pulled the seatbelt extra tight. Pigs rolled in with all that shit hanging off their belts ready for action. And then the captain made an announcement. Certainly did. That. I've got that here. He also, before the captain makes the announcement, he actually turns to the person filming him and has a bit of a plea oh, yeah. because he's thinking yeah. dollar signs. I know you can hear me. Okay, I'm going to tell it anyway. Say it anyway. Please, record it when you're going to drag me out of it. Smart oh, man. He's setting up. And here, here is the end. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can have your attention for a moment. Unfortunately, we're going to need all passengers to deplane this aircraft. Oh take all your belongings with you. And then we can reboard at a later time. We will keep you advised once we're in the terminal. No, no, no. Get him off! Get him off! Wait in the terminal area and we will advise you. That's him. Yeah, I know. He's joining in. Get him off! (laughs) Jedi mind trick at the end. Turn on him. Yeah, it's great. Everyone turned on him. I think it's pretty cute for a while. They're all smiling and laughing at the lunatic. And then that happens. And another, one of the passengers, I heard it in that. I heard the, an Aussie woman piping up. This yeah. made me proud. You can, all, you can always hear the cringy twang when it hits a certain volume, can't you, amongst foreign foreign accents. You yeah, know, you can you hear it in here. It'll just be a few seconds, and then you'll pick her voice straight away. There she yeah. is. Get him off. Oh, that was her. That was her doing the, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Goodness. I mean, (laughs) I I did feel a bit pride, though. Like most things on the world stage, we can claim a tenuous link to an event, continue to say Australia is as important as any other country in the world. Just getting in the spirit of Australian journalism here. I love it. But, hey, 
Even though he was excited chucking out this, Get him off! you know, pretending yeah. he's not the actual problem, <laughs> he he didn't go down without a fight. This is the end. Fuck, it's good. I believe I could fly. <laughs> and you are low life. And you are being recorded. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> That's not me. Those are those fucking assholes. Get off the slide and then we can stay here. You know what? Suck my dick. <laughs> if you don't like my shit, suck my fucking dick. Suck my, suck my dick. You wanna suck my dick? Come out of here. If you have the courage, suck my fucking dick, you fucking gay. Oh my god, I love you. I love you. I'm gonna beat you ass, motherfucker. Oh, how yeah, good. Really good. How... I mean, no one was courageous enough to just suck his dick. We, we always talk about what's gonna make the board. What, what clip will remain on the board forever and... If you don't like my shit, suck my fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, great. Should be in the intro, really. But that's... They should have just accepted his apology. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. He's, um... It's crazy. You see, you hear the Aussie woman pipe in again, which uh, oh, I love it. I I used to with the Aussie things. I I used to just stay up all night and watch Tour de France. Does yeah, you know, before your mate Lance ruined cycling. If you didn't, if you didn't stay up all night, and you had to watch the highlights according to the Australian news. You just get oh, it appears an Australian's finished seventy eighth in the Alpe d'Huez stage of the tour, and you go oh yeah, who's winning? Who cares? Some Australians there somewhere. I mean, it's, it's the same at the Oscars, the entertainment industry's fucking night of nights, where some LA-based Aussie would be reporting and saying, oh, it looks like the land down under has done it again. An Australian has swooped in to be best boy on a production that won best lighting independent film category. <laughs> so fucking well done, Spuds Calhoun from Cunnamulla. Who would have thought? Mixing it with the big boys. Have that, America, you bastards. We're sticking it to the man down here. And they were just sitting there going, what's Australia? Who cares? <laughs> I'd, you know what, Aussie, they don't show on the Tour de France. They just show the bloke that came 78th, not the one that, as they're going downhill at full speed, jumps out for a high five with a flag as a cape and oh, yeah. causes a fucking massive pile. <laughs> uh, Australians have done more damage at the Tour than they've done good. And Cadell won it once. Just some cunt running up the hill with them, just try, holding out a box of celebrations, chocolates. You lads want yeah. one? Fuck off, mate. Oh, yeah, I took all the Turkish delight. You can have one of them, mate. Yeah. And they, yeah, they're like, fuck off, mate. Just fuck off. Get out of my way. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Marius, though, there's been so much. In, there was so much in his 10-minute video of, um, I don't know, he's not going to find this, obviously, but I do have one message for the for the Marius Barons of the world. Stop fucking lying. I mean, this is me you're talking to. I've got the internet. You're not going to get away with it. He was, he was saying at one stage he does Metallica covers. Yeah, he thinks no one, no one's going to check. Well, I fucking did, and uh, it appears Marius is trying to take credit for something jazz singer Carolina Baran, the very young lady he said he'd love to be with, is in fact the performer of the Nothing Else Matters Metallica cover when she was fifteen. Bullshit. So, makes you think. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually very good. It's on Postmodern Jukebox. Millions of views. Probably most of them Marius, but uh. Millions of views, nonetheless. Mate, I wouldn't accuse him of doing anything wrong because... I know the law. I study law. 
That's my favorite bit about the video was his legal strategy. I'm gonna go hundred million dollars and I will win it because I know the law. <laughs> I know the law. I study law. <laughs> what? If you don't what? like my shit, suck my fucking dick. That's oh, at the end of all good. of his covers. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the whole video. I, I really like that you don't see the initial problem. You don't see the full extent of everyone getting kicked off before they collar Marius. You don't see any of the violence. We're just left to our own devices to figure some stuff out. And that's how I like my entertainment to be delivered, personally. I don't need to be spoon-fed all the plot twists. Leave it. It's not fucking Larry Gay, mate. It's Marius Buron. <laughs> You don't need you don't need a little bit at the end where it tells you what he's up to now. No, <laughs> I would like to know. I don't think we've heard the last of Marius Baron, but um, great paradox here too is if if there were no mobile phone cameras, there'd be no story. Yeah, and the fact that everything gets filmed is the reason the rest of the plane got kicked off first. Because when when unmonitored, the boys in blue can just do their jobs unhindered, get a few extra kicks in because no one's watching. But as usual. Like everything, a couple of bad eggs have spoiled some sporting, violent fascism for the rest of us. And you just can't get violent with people anymore because someone's fucking filming it. Well, the thing that always amazes me about this is when we looked up, before we started this podcast, we wondered how many how many air age incidents are there? And there's thousands every year that either divert planes or have them emptied before they even take off. Yet oh, only yeah. video pops up of some of them, which makes me think, how many people don't know how to use a phone under pressure? Just get it out. Yeah. <laughs> that is people's first instinct, pretty much. See someone drowning, I better film this. <laughs> oh, man, I saw on the um, in a radio this morning, they had like on one of the TVs, the Today Show was on, and apparently there's massive fires over in California, and there's just a bloke, he's on the beach surrounded by fires doing a sad selfie video. Fucking get out. Brilliant. What are you doing? <laughs> No time for a TikTok dance, bro. There's shit to do. Uh, yeah, we've just got to leave some people behind. Anyone who's sort of found in the future fossilised with a fucking selfie stick melted to their hand, <laughs> you know, we could have done without them in the first place, I reckon. Just consumers. Got to let some of us go. Well, mate, what an incredible man, an incredible story, and you're right. I don't think we have heard the end of him. No, he'll, he'll be back. But, uh, yeah, that's it from me, mate. But Makes you think, doesn't it? Mm, it does. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope to see some more video of this bloke before December 25. Otherwise, ruin Christmas. You wouldn't <laughs> want that. <laughs> Childish. Oh, I've got right. some time on my hands. Yeah. All right. Well, well my- <laughs> it's, it's noted. That, yeah, don't uh, worry. I'll find clips of me fucking up and I'll send them to you. No, that's not up to you. Not up to you, your cute little fuck ups that you're going to go. Oh, I did this. Oh, no, 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 that'll be up. To, that'll be up to me. I'll find some shit. I got all the audio here. It's in the machine. I'll send you the toy. Have a play yeah, around with the toy. Um, time. That brings us to the end of another episode of Mid Flight Brawl. Heggy, what do you got coming up, mate? You're doing some gigs around the traps. I am doing, and I don't. I probably shouldn't even say this. I'm doing a gig at the Empty Opera House. People keep coming up with these ideas. They're like, oh, we won't wait for comedy to come back. We'll just do it in empty theatres and shit just to make sure the internet immortalises a shit set of what could otherwise be passable comedy. So that'll be on the internet in a couple of weeks for free forever. 
15 minutes of me taking it in the face to no one. But so is it taking it in the face? Gig. Is it taking it in the face though if no one's there? There'll be like cameramen there, just straight face staring at me. So yes, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna suck, but I need the cash. It's over a week's wages, more Jesus. than I get. So yeah, it's fine. Pretty good for no crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. They've got cash, man. Yeah, but I don't know. They're not spending it that wisely, from what I've seen. But I'll take some. Fuck yeah, good shit. And you're still moving pencils. Every, I'm shifting pencils. Buddy. Every second time I talk to you, you're at the fucking post office. Oh yeah, trying to do a dodgy. <laughs> yeah, it's on. Get it, get yourself a three pack now. LukeHeggy.com for those. MidflyBrawl.com. The t-shirts are going well. Oh great. Uh, I got some gigs coming up uh, at the Nicody on Instagram, at Heggy Luke on Instagram, and at MidflyBrawl on Instagram. We chuck extra shit up from each episode on there. I'm going to put up bits of this video. It's it's too fucking good for it to. It's got a fair few views, but it, it's one of those that it should have a lot more. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I think the length of it, people don't have the attention span to see uh, the artistic merit of something like this. All right. Mate, have fun. I will see you next week. All right, mate. Drop you later. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Ruin Christmas. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.